0: Hi there! This is Chandra. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm really excited to be talking with you again today just to see what ideas come up that are gonna help keep you moving towards more of what you want to be, do, and have as CEOU. And today's episode is all about the concept and practice of mindfulness. Now, mindfulness has been a bit of a buzzword for probably the last couple of years with stacks of apps and books and different programs launching, which is probably uh, both a good thing and a bad thing. On the plus side, I think it's probably introduced an amazing and incredibly useful uh, practice, or what I think is a really useful practice, to a whole range of people who otherwise may never have heard of it or considered it, but on the downside, there is also a risk that it gets or maybe has, in some people's mind, already been overcooked or diluted and therefore it just gets dismissed as some sort of fad. From my point of view, my experience of mindfulness has been incredibly positive positive. I was first introduced to Mindfulness Meditation as part of a leadership conference that was held in Sydney back in 2014, and it was hosted by a company called The Wake Up Project, who are a really great organization that hosts a range of events designed to bring more kindness and compassion, you know, promoting more mindful living and leading, and as a business, they're really worth checking out, although I think that they've kind of paused operations in uh, Australia at the moment because I think the founders moved to the States. But anyway, if you are into that kind of thing, uh, following the Wake Up Project, it would be something I recommend. Anyway, they ran an event which was called Search Inside Yourself, which is actually a program that was developed by a team of people at Google. And to be honest, I think that the the fact that Google was behind it as a program really gave it some sort of extra cred, which Helped with a topic that otherwise may have been regarded as pretty woo woo. So, that program were, that I did with the Wake Up Project, Search Inside Yourself, was really the first time that I had been trained in any kind of meditation, which is kind of odd because I'm definitely woo woo friendly. So, I'm not really sure why I hadn't really come across it from a training point of view before. Maybe because I was really career-driven through a lot of my life and thought it was maybe something that I would get to later in life or that wasn't really for me. I don't know. But in 2014, at that time, I was pretty fried at work and was wanting to feel more connected to something. Uh, I didn't really know exactly what was going on for me, but I knew that something wasn't right and something had to change. Now, in terms of benefits with mindfulness, there have literally been thousands and thousands of research studies that have been done on uh, the impact and the benefits of mindfulness, with results suggesting that it can help you improve your focus, your concentration, creativity, um, it can lower your stress levels, and help improve your sleep. Um, people with skin disorders have found that they have improved, uh, increasing your memory and an improved general sense of happiness and well-being. And the list kind of literally goes on and on. But as with any kind of scientific studies, there are always some questions of how valid that study was and if they had a vested interest in finding any positive results, that kind of thing. But with the sheer volume of studies and the consistency of the results from those studies, it's a pretty compelling argument, I guess, to at least give mindfulness a try, especially, I think, for people who are pretty skeptical of anything that's a bit woo-woo. The science and the research behind it definitely is, you know, um, a good supportive argument. But what I rapidly discovered was that without mindfulness, well, before I developed my mindfulness practice, I had so little awareness of how busy my mind actually was and is, and surprisingly, how disconnected I was from my body. Now, whilst I thought mindfulness was definitely going to be all about my mind, I actually found a huge realisation about how I really didn't think about my body that much. I was literally just sort of racing through my life and not being very, present for much of it. I was pretty wired in terms of, you know, operationally being very in my head. I had a lot of trouble sleeping and was feeling quite emotional. You know, actually I sort of, I remember feeling that I was swinging between feeling much more emotional than I usually was or numbed out and quite neutral and neither of which I particularly liked. And so I think I was pretty disconnected and in quite a reactive space. So one of the main focuses and benefits of mindfulness is that it brings you into the present moment and it allows you to really see what is actually happening right now so that you can make wise decisions from that place rather than just being on reactive autopilot, which I think was how I was pretty much spending a lot of my life, especially at work. Now, a study showed that on average, Human beings spend about 54% of their time not in the present moment. One of my mindfulness teachers, Kate, once said, uh, I don't want to just live the length of this life. I want to live the width of it as well. And mindfulness allows me to do that. I just really loved that when I heard it from her. And I wanted that experience too. I didn't want to feel like I was just drifting through my days. So I wanted to at least explore this mindfulness thing, give it a go. And to be honest, now, after you know several years of um, practice, I think that I'm pretty addicted to it. I do some kind of med- meditation or um, mindfulness practice pretty much every day. There are some days where I miss it, but I try to do it daily and I also try to include mindfulness which isn't just on the cushion as they talk about actually in a formal mindfulness practice but actually in my day-to-day interactions with other people and my attention throughout the day. So I guess a question for you to consider is do you feel present in your life? You know, do you want to live the full width of your life as well as the length of it? You know, do you want to be more present and maybe reduce the impact of stress or improve your ability to focus? And I think for me, one of the big things was wanting to be able to tap into the collective knowledge and experience and wisdom that I think I have and that you have to make decisions from that place. And if you do, then you could at least be curious about exploring mindfulness and to see how it might work for you. It could at least be worth exploring. So what do we mean when we talk about mindfulness? What actually is it? And specifically, mindfulness meditation. So the guy who is largely regarded as, uh, and often referred to as the grandfather of uh, modern mindfulness, especially from a Western world, is Jon Kabat-Zinn. And he describes mindfulness as paying attention in the present moment, on purpose, without judgment. Now, he just for some context and background on him, he was a biochemist who back in the late 70s did some research on patients who were not responding to traditional treatments uh, in the hospital. And the results from the program he ran, which is where the patients continued with the traditional treatment but they added his eight-week mindfulness-based meditation practice as well as the traditional treatments, and they measured the impact of the results. And the results were so positive after the first group went through the eight-week program that they actually thought that they'd got something wrong. They didn't believe that they could be true. And so then they did more trials and the results were consistently coming through with a really positive impact. And when he saw that was being replicated with different groups, he knew that there was actually some kind of scientific backing to develop a practice that previously had kind of been just the domain of, you know, robe-wearing spiritual Buddhist monk types. So John Kabat-Zinn essentially removed some of the spiritual elements of the practice, although I think he um, is mindful of how that's talked about. But from a lot of people's um, point of view, he removed some of the more religious elements of the practice as a way of opening up to more people who may have been put off by some of the more religious-based aspects of the practice. Um, Although it's still regarded by many as a a spiritual practice, modern mindfulness and certainly his um, mindfulness-based stress reduction program is not based on any particular religious belief or practice. and In fact, it's often described as being a practice that can enhance or is very complementary to other practices or belief systems or treatment programs. So that's a bit of background for you, but what, what about how you actually do it? Well, the good news is that you actually don't need any kind of special equipment or fancy clothes or candles or incense or, a you know, a special cushion. Although if you really want to include some of that, go for it. That's totally fine. But the reality is that you already have the two things that you need to be able to practice mindfulness. And they are your body and your breath. And the great news is that no matter where you are, you have access to those two things. Now, there's a lot of different ways that you can actually practice mindfulness meditation, which I probably think is one of the reasons I like it because I really like variety. So some of the different ways that you can um, do mindfulness meditation include focusing on your breath, uh, something that's called body scans. You can do walking mindfulness or other moving mindfulness, either standing up or lying down. You can do mindful eating as a practice. You can practice something called open awareness. Now, a good place to start is with focusing on your breath and generally to start with a short time frame and to build up from there because when you first start, in fact, pretty much forever, it's really important to remember one of John Kabat-Zinn's quotes um, that I mentioned, specifically the bit about being non-judgmental because it is amazing what your mind can come up with when you just try to focus on one thing because your mind is going to wander. It's just pretty much what minds do. So your job when you are practicing mindfulness meditation is just to notice when your mind has wandered and to just gently redirect your focus back to whatever your chosen focus is without beating yourself up or laboring over some big story about what it means and what you were thinking about and blah 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 story story because that's all just your mind continuing to be distracted. The thing to keep in mind too is that you're not trying to achieve some kind of Zen like state, although that may happen occasionally as a nice little side effect. All you are doing is you're simply aiming to be aware of the present moment, to be aware of where your mind actually is and what it's focusing on. And when it's not focusing on what you intended it to be focusing on, and you notice that, you just direct it back to what you want to be focusing on. Because it's been said that that is the magic moment. When you actually realize you've been distracted, that's where you've got the opportunity to do something different, to redirect back to your chosen point of focus. And you have to remember that the two most important words in mindfulness practice, begin again. That's all you have to be doing is just when you notice your mind has wandered, you notice it and you begin again. All right, so do you want to give it a go? Now, as long as you are not driving, you can have a go at this right now. And all we're going to do is a one-minute practice just to give you a bit of a taster. So what you're going to do is just sit comfortably. So that can be cross-legged if you feel really comfortable that way, but it's totally not necessary for you to do that. You can just sit in a chair with your feet on the floor and your arms uncrossed. Um, it was once described to me to sit like you're a majestic mountain, whatever that means to you. So you want to be upright and reasonably alert without being really kind of uptight or hyper alert. And you just want to have your hands resting lightly on your lap or your legs, just depending on you know how you're sitting. You can have your eyes closed if you're comfortable with that. Or if you choose to have them open, you can have them just slightly open and, and sort of looking downward a little just with a, a soft focus so that you're not going to get distracted by visual things that are around you. So we're just going to do a one minute meditation because, as I mentioned, it's better to start short and build up from there. And we're going to do a breath focus meditation. But if for some reason you really don't feel comfortable focusing on your breath, then you can just follow along, but focusing on your hands rather than your breath. So if you're sitting comfortably, relaxed yet alert, let's begin the meditation. Just become aware that you are breathing. You're not changing your breath. You're just noticing that it is occurring. Where do you feel yourself breathing? As you breathe in, where do you feel it? As you breathe out, how does breathing out feel in your body right now? In this moment, this breath. You are sitting and you are breathing. And with your next breath out, you can let your attention open, broadening out, slowly blinking your eyes open, and bringing your attention back out into the room and the space around you. So that was one minute of mindfulness. Now, no matter if you felt like your attention stayed on the breath for the whole time or if you got distracted a thousand times, the fact that you practised is the point because every time you do this, you are training your mind in the skill of attention. So good on you. Now, one of the challenges can be to create a regular practice, literally just remembering to do it and uh, Finding the time to do it, let alone how you're going to do it or if you're doing it right or not. So, something that you can try is to do this at a regular time each day. You can attach it to a regular habit that you already have as a way to sort of prompt you or as a little reminder. So, for example, as soon as you wake up, uh, you, you know, or after you exercise or after you brush your teeth or you know, once you've drunk water in the morning or whatever, you just want to build it into your routine until it becomes something that happens almost by default. That becomes the new normal of when you do it. I know some people that do it when they um, get in the car and before they start the car, they just do a quick little one minute um, meditation before they start driving, or when they arrive at work or wherever they're going. Before they get out of the car, they have a minute of mindfulness just to bring themselves into the present moment before they go about their interactions for the day. Now, it can take some time to build up the amount of time that you can sit for or you may feel instantly drawn to it and just want to do it more often and for longer. But when I first started, I really I remember struggling a lot with getting distracted or feeling really tired and sleepy And there were some practices where I remember my legs just feeling really twitchy. But now I really often, in fact, probably almost always, I find that when I'm doing a meditation and when it's coming to an end or finishing, I don't really want it to end. And I'm taking that as a sign that maybe it's time for me to extend the time that I'm sitting to sit for a bit longer. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. So options for you from here. If you are curious and want to find out more about mindfulness and mindfulness meditation, then there are some really great apps and books that are out there. A book I read early on, which I think is a really great intro, is actually uh, called Search Inside Yourself, which is written by um, the guy from Google who actually created that program, which is the one that I did first off. He was actually referred to as the Chief Happiness Officer and he developed the mindfulness program as part of um, his I think they used to have, I don't know if they still do, a 10% time at Google where they could work on a personal project of their choice. And he designed that program, which became so popular, it's now spawned a whole new spin-off business uh, of training people in that program. Uh, If you just want to keep exploring with some short meditations, I have recorded um, a short series of one-minute meditations that build up to five minutes. So if you want to have a play with that and just explore that, then you can download it for free. Just go online to thetransitlounge.com forward slash one minute, the number one minute, and you can download them and have a listen to them at home or at work or wherever you are. And just as you do that, stay curious to notice how that goes for you. And something else that I remember when I was starting my practice was John Cabot zinn where he says, you don't have to enjoy the practice. You just have to do it. So like brushing your teeth, you've just got to do it and then hopefully see what the results are for you and if the results make you feel like doing it again, then great, do it again. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the episode and I hope you got some insights and value out of today's chat and probably gathered that I am very passionate about mindfulness and see it as a hugely positive contributor to my continuing health journey so I really look forward to connecting with you and hearing how it goes for you if it's something that you do or that you're going to explore more would love to hear how that goes for you and remember if you haven't already please hit the subscribe button so that you can get the latest episode as soon as it is released have a mindful day thanks for listening to the transit lounge If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.